This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. Keisha Knight-Polium has grown up on TV, playing characters on shows like The Cosby Show to Tyler Perry's House of Pain. They know Rudy. They know Miranda. I've been in the business literally for 36 years. Keisha's an actress, philanthropist, foodie, and now hosts of her own podcast. This is an opportunity for you, my friends, my fans, to get to know me, just Keisha. This is Candidly Keisha. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. I hope that all of you had an amazing Valentine's Day. I know I did. Uh, Coincidentally, this was my first with my husband. It was very, very nice. Well, in studio today, we're just going to continue the theme, talking about love and relationships. And, you know, I have... I figured I'd make you guys privy to the crazy conversations we have on a daily basis. Uh, Joining us via phone is my brother, James Pulliam III. Welcome, James P. Hey, what's going on? (laughs) And in studio, I have my brother, Jawani. Also, well, I call him Jawani, but I'm sorry. He just gave me the evil eye. Jawan Pulliam, I'm so sorry. And then Sharday Manzi Cuzzo, who is, you know, a permanent fixture here. So how was y'all's Valentine's Day? What'd y'all do? Crickets. Crickets. I think, I mean, you know, just due by age, I might have to check myself out of this conversation, you know. Um, Not too much celebrating on this end. Uh, Tried to have, you know, nice little bonfire at the crib. I didn't invite anybody. You know, Jewel invited somebody. My my other homegirl came down. She had somebody. I was just cooling. You were just cooling. Yeah, man. And that's the story you're going to stick to. So what was the criteria for the people, the females that were invited? Yeah. JP, <laughs> hold on now, but um, you know, I mean, okay, no, really, uh... really? <laughs> you guys, I wish you could see what I'm seeing. Like, I'm sure you have a really good. If you know what the stuck face looks like, <laughs> we had the stuck face, also known as the shit face. Like when you're like, oh, I don't know. What yeah, because Joanne jo- tried to give a PCBS answer. Yeah, what? he gave a BS answer. Nah, man. Because who else? Who whatever else? Whatever girls were there weren't there for no reason. Right. Yeah, and they were. And whoever me, wasn't so. there is hearing <laughs> about it now, and they're like, "I wasn't invited." Me, no. Uh, it just qualified. No. Uh huh. Okay, we're gonna move off of Juwan because Juwan, yeah, hot boy. He's he's in the hot seat and he's not handling it too well. So James P, how was your Valentine's Day? Uh, it was great. <clears throat> I guess once we're. We were just kind of laid back. We really didn't do anything over the top. Um, we usually don't do anything every year for the most part. We'll just have some friends over and Jade will make desserts, but we didn't do that this year. But I did give Jade a really nice present. Ooh, what you which was really fun. Which is really funny because I bought it when I was in New York last week and it didn't get here till yesterday. Okay. So even though we don't celebrate, I could tell she felt, felt some type of way. So those of you who don't know, Jade, Jade has been on the show also. Jade <clears throat> is my, my sister, my sister-in-law, you know, technically, but, you know, I just call her my sister, um, JP's wife. 
She needs to be on here permanently. Jade is hilarious. We should probably have been like, Jade, you should come up to the studio today. We'll get Jade next yeah, week. Yeah, I got her a uh, Givenchy bag. Ooh, kill him. Good color. That's nice. Red. Nice. I need a red bag. You need to call Ed yeah. for me really quick. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. We didn't do too much. Okay. Yeah, we saw you that morning when we did the swap with the kiddos. Um, JP picked up our little one, Ege, and took him down to our parents so we could have a nice little romantic Valentine's Day. It was really nice, though. We had a really, really good time. And I want to shout out to, if she's here, we um, it actually surprised me. And like one of my favorite things ever is to go to the spa so and just to relax. So we went up to Chateau Elan and we had like a spa day and then we he got us a beautiful room there and we stayed and had like a nice little romantic dinner that night, the whole thing. And that next morning we got up to go to breakfast downstairs. They had like a buffet and you know how the Pulliams love a buffet. All you can eat, it's going down. So we um, we get there and like, you know how when you're half sleep, right? And then someone like appears like the butler and Mr. D's like right there. And it's like, hey, can I have a picture? And I promise you, like my eyes weren't even open all the way. I was like, OK, listen, ma'am, absolutely. But after we eat breakfast, I promise I got you after we eat breakfast. So I don't know. She may have felt some kind of way because she didn't kind of stay till after we ate breakfast. But personally, I feel like that should be like common knowledge. Like if someone is eating, about to eat, like let them eat real quick and then say, hey, can I have? What do y'all think? Yeah, I think you should start going up to strangers in the middle of their dinner and asking them uh, to take a picture with you or for their autograph and see how that goes. <laughs> like, and the thing is, I said it in the best possible way, but then a little, I kind of felt bad because when she wasn't there, I was like, I hope she understood and didn't take it in a bad way. But I feel like sometimes people forget that we're human too. Like, just how you're enjoying your Valentine's Day or your Valentine's Day breakfast, we're doing the same thing. So there's no shade, no nothing. It's just like, can I first have some coffee and some eggs before we, we start this real quick? So. That was just my little uh, Valentine's Day story. So we're going to continue this whole conversation about love. I have a few questions from from the panel. So I was talking to the hubby earlier, and we were talking about, okay, what are we going to, what should I do my podcast on today? And I wanted to continue with love. And we were kind of going over some interesting things, like in relationships in general. And I guess let's just, Johnny, can you turn that? We can hear that. So random question, JP. Is it better to be honest or to be happy? Uh, it de- I don't know. That's an individual decision. <laughs> uh, and it kind of depends on knowing the person that you're with and what you signed up for. Okay, let me give you, let me give you like a, a, an example. This is what we were talking about. Because like Ed has some friends who, you know, for instance, say it's like, hey, we're all going out. We're going to go to the strip club or something. This is Atlanta. The strip club kind of isn't like the strip club. It's like the normal club. I mean, my brothers and I have been to the strip club before. We've all together. So it's nothing weird about that. So he was saying how some of his friends will lie and be like, you know, I'd rather lie and be happy than tell the truth, even though they're not doing anything. But then the issue comes, we were talking about this, is if you lie and are like, okay, we just went to grab some beers, but left out the part about the strip club, thinking you're going to keep a happy home, what happens out when, it, when the truth comes out? Because then no one believes, the woman doesn't believe from that point forward. 
If you say, well, actually, I didn't tell you because I didn't want you to trip, well, then it's, well, what'd you do at the strip club? Then anything you well, say from that point forward is in their eyes a lie. Well, women are trained. They're like bloodhounds. They spend all day looking for lies. <laughs> so you're going to get caught. Talk, Master P. doesn't matter. <laughs> they spend all day. That's all they do. It's their hobby. It's their passion. It's their pastime. That's, they're trained to look for the smallest inconsistency and figure out why. So it really, just it really just depends on what you signed up for because on the flip side of that, a lot of times girls will be real cool with you going to the strip club and then at a certain point in the relationship they feel like you shouldn't go anymore. And so, you know, you got to look at it from both perspectives, but I think that it really just depends on knowing the person that you're, that you're with. And if you can't tell them that you're going to the strip club, then maybe you're with the wrong person. That's a good point. What do you think, Shardy? I personally feel as a couple, you should be friends. So if you can't go to the strip club together, then you shouldn't go. Yeah. Yeah, but we're not talking about together. We're talking about separately. Oh, separately? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> different. It is. It's kind of interesting. Um, Ooh, I, no. I wish we could <laughs> that see is his a face. No. She hits you know what? I want to go. That's just me. I'm, I, I want to go. I'm not going to let Why you. Why do you want to go, though? You like looking at boobies jump around? No, I just would rather <laughs> be with right. my man while he's looking at boobies jump around, looking, not touching, not throwing no extra money. <laughs> we can have fun. Let's party in the club together because it's like a club. Uh huh. But if you have I. to e. go put on without, his leash. yeah. <laughs> if it's, I would rather be offered to go. Mm-hmm. And then I decide not to go versus not hey, being I'm going with my friends. See, you can't go. Oh, but this is the thing. That's a whole different. Here you go. That's the female thing. But this is the thing. This, is the thing. this is the thing. Aren't there times? If you're not going to go anyway, then what's the difference if he offers or not? Because Please I answer that. Because I have that problem all the time. For which now can catch him on. Well, technically, I kind of feel if he offers, then he's kind of saying like, oh, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. But if he specifically tells me you cannot go, I'm going to want to know why can't I go? What are you doing? Listen. But aren't there times when you just want to kick it with your girls? Yeah. When, exactly. you ne- when you don't necessarily want your, you know, it's not that you don't want to be with your dude, but there's certain conversations or maybe you just haven't had girl time. So when you want that, is it because you're trying to do anything extra fresh? No. So why does he how have would you to feel? Be? How would you feel if your boyfriend got felt some type of way every time you went to Neiman Marcus with your homegirls. Like, well, why didn't you invite me to Neiman Marcus? You're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, when you put it you, that you way. don't know if I ah JP. That's very. Bad. Like, I always it doesn't even something. make any sense. Do you know it's funny that you say that? But I get it. Um, I understand why some people feel that way, but I guess because I'm one of those girls who sometimes needs me time, mm-hmm. I understand it more. And I guess also because I have brothers. I get that just because you're going to the strip club doesn't mean... Because my thing is this. If you have an issue with your man going to the strip club, y'all got some other issues. Yeah, There's some other true, stuff that's true. been going on that's making you feel some kind of way about this one situation. It's never just about what it is. That's a symptom of a greater issue. So it's funny. So Ed recently had a friend who, you know, it was their birthday and they were going to strip club. So I just assumed, you know... And this oh, friend is now in big trouble if somebody is listening to this podcast. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. It's not like that. Right. So it, I promise you it's not. Oh. So when it was his birthday, they were going, I assumed, like, I'm just going to chill at the house. I was like, babe, you know, go have a good time. Have fun. And 
in turn, he was like, but you're not going to come with me? I was like, it's your dude. It's your, y'all are going, go, have a good time. It's cool. And so he asked me about, like, you know how when someone keeps asking you and then you realize, okay, he wants me to go. So yeah. I was like, okay, you know, I'll go. And we ended up, we had a really fun night, what have you. And I had this really interesting conversation with this stripper <laughs> who was in the strip club. <laughs> so we're sitting wow. there, we're sitting there in the strip club. And of course, it's always a hilarious thing because then they recognize me and they're like, oh my God. Which strip club was this? I'm going to be like, so we started the night at the Pink Pony, which is a hilarious, definitely a white strip club, like in Atlanta of all the strip clubs that have, you know, it's a very interesting choice. But anyway, this is where his friend wanted to go. So we're at the Pink Pony. We're sitting in the Pink Pony. And so then this one young stripper starts to have a conversation with me. And she's like, you know, is it weird, you know, being at the strip club with your husband? And, you know, I had to think about it because it never occurred to me. And I was like, you know, honestly, it's not. I said, because he's not going home with any of them. It's the same difference in watching a movie or if you watch porn or whatever and there are naked people walking around. It's the same thing. It just happens to be in real life. Uh, And then it made me also have the question, like, how would I feel? And I realized that the one thing is also being honest with yourself because I realized I had no issue in going to the strip club with my husband. It didn't matter, like, the girls dancing or what have you, any of that. But I don't feel I'd be okay with a lap dance. Mm. Do people even get lap dances anymore? I don't know. Some people do. But I realized, and I had to be honest with myself, said, yeah, you know, I'm cool. And we were talking about it. I said, yeah, but a lap dance, you know, not so much. Luckily, he's not one for lap dances. Mm -hmm. But I realized that part of it is also being honest about what's genuinely okay with you and what's not. And I realized for me that was my deal breaker. Mm. What do you think? Anybody? I mean, I think that the strip club is a very unique topic when it comes to male and female relationships because it depends on what your intentions are when you're going in there. Mm-hmm. If you're, as a guy, if your intention is just to go in there, have some drinks with your friends, enjoy some entertainment, and laugh at joke and go home, then there's no, nothing ever wrong with it. Right. But if your intentions are going in there to find a side chick, that's hey, a whole different story. In Houston, we have a problem. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> but that, but that's, that's that's that can be anything or anywhere or any place. It doesn't have to necessarily be a strip club. There are guys who don't go to strip clubs whose intentions are terrible. They go to the grocery store and try to pick up chicks. That's a we good say, point. Don't go to the grocery cho- grocery store. It just boils down to what Their the intentions intent- are of the people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Kind of goes mm-hmm. back to like because if you're going to cheat, you're going to cheat. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. if you're a garbage man, if you make a million dollars, if you make anything in between, if your desire, there is somebody, like, you're going to do what you want to do. That's why I've always been a proponent. It's not for me to police somebody. You know, you are accountable. You, what you're going to do is what you're going to do. And what I also know is whatever happens in the dark comes to light. The difference is whether you desire and choose to see what's in front of you. I feel like a lot of people choose not to see you know, when someone when someone shows me who they who they are, not only do I appreciate it, but I believe them. Does yeah, that- and also a lot of it has to do with insecurity, because if you're like, I feel like my wife can go into a room full of guys, and I don't, I don't really have to even think about it. Mm-hmm. So she should be she should be able to feel the same way about me, right? Even think- though you know, women like to say we're all equal, but some things are and aren't equal. So women think that men can't have restraint, even though they want to say that we're all the same and equal. Mm-hmm. So just like a man can have restra- a woman can have restraint, so can men. 
Uh, okay, this pulls me into my next question. Quick question for you. So what are some things that men like for their women to do on a consistent basis? Be quiet. <laughs> are you serious? What else? <laughs> Silence is golden. James Foley uh, third. I don't know, because I've heard a lot of different things from a lot of different men. So I'm like asking you, let's let's name a couple things. Okay, yours is be silent. We'll come back to that. Let's one. not be Just, silent. I have no words I'm not, for that. I'm right not now. saying be silent and like a your opinion doesn't matter, but be silent as in I don't. I, one day I had a conversation with Jade. I was like, listen, there's no reason for 90% of the things that you say to me to be in the form of a question. <laughs> I just don't can get you, it. Can you give me an example? <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. What are you doing today? Where are you going? What do you want for dinner? Uh, what did you do yesterday? Can we do this? Did you do that? When can we go here? Like, everything, in order to have a conversation, 90% of this communication cannot be in the form of a question. How would you prefer it to be stated? Nothing. Let's just be normal people and, and say statements. There can be, you know, there needs to be a good ratio of, like, statements to questions. I don't want to feel like I'm like being interrogated or on the stand or just being prodded all the time. It really just boils down to people's communication style. Some guys might be fine with getting a thousand questions a day, but I'm most guys that I spoke to when they are bombarded, like before you can even answer one question, you get another question, then it becomes like, all right, what, the, what are we doing? Hot so, <laughs> so from, so for me, it's not. There's. I don't think there's really one thing to do consistently or not to do. But when it comes to communication, I just like to at least have some peace and quiet sometimes. Mm, so, Juwani, what uh, what would you piggyback off? Anything? Hmm. Ten things that men like for their women to do on a consistent basis. Um, you know. Once again, I'm going to have to, you know, I'm just listening around here because I don't have a woman. So what? I don't think I can give. But when you, no, Juwan, that's BS. We all know, we all know that all 10 of your girlfriends are listening. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's fine. Well, Juwan, like stop. Stop being scared. Right. And answer. First of all, first of all, hold on. Pause. Wait a minute. Don't ever put Joanna scared in the same sentence. I'm actually being a hundred percent. But even but this like, is the thing, it doesn't matter if you have a girlfriend or not. Hmm. It's still there's still saying, certain things you would want from a woman in a relationship. Have you not thought about that? In a yes. theoretical, hypothetical situation, a way in the future of when you have a girlfriend. <laughs> yes. What in your mind do you think that you would like for her to do on a consistent basis? Cook. Okay. <laughs> Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, I mean. What else? I'm, That's the one. I'm, I'm real simple. Real chill, cook, and like JP said, don't be talking all the time. Yeah, cooking is definitely. Are we, are we back like a thousand years right now? Okay, like, sorry. To the now now I have something to say. So I actually just went to a panel with Jewel and them at Georgia State. And they were talking about, you know, the difference, the change in roles and kind of like where did they come from. And it was very interesting to see my generation's, the female opinion on, you know, all this, uh, I guess, responsive, like, role play, I guess, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. So, 
one of the girls was talking and she basically was just like, um, as far as a relationship is concerned, she doesn't know where the idea of basically a, a girl having to cook and a guy having to basically be a male figure came from. And then on the, in the same breath said something about how back in slavery, this was like, it was originated back in this, like, I can't remember exactly what the second part in was. Slavery? Like, no, slavery. Uh-huh. And basically how uh, she was talking about something that had to do with, it didn't even matter. What was but her story, argument? Like, what was her point to her all Her argument this? was, it, it's stupid how nowadays it, we're not in slavery anymore. Yeah. Long story short, I should be able to, you know, not have to cook all the time and not have to do X, Y, and Z. And she doesn't see why girls have even got that, where they even got that from, where girls should cook and clean the house. That's a little baby like heart. And well, that's, she, just, she just needs to do some living and growing up because <clears throat> the reason why it's important, we didn't make, like, we didn't create this. This was created way before all of us. So a lot of younger women don't realize until they have children. And some most women don't even want to have children anymore, to be honest. But once you get in a situation where you're creating a family, some things become realistic and some things become unrealistic. It just becomes and, also a division of labor. Like, you are two people who are trying to accomplish a common goal. And sometimes it just makes more sense. If you are the woman who is bearing the children, there's a part of you and like women have you got to sit your ass down for a little bit because you have to have a baby. You are responsible for creating, for developing a human and everything that comes along with that. Look, I had this conversation. For instance, for instance, before there was she can very possibly be in a happy relationship with a guy who never wants to have children. And who doesn't expect, and they just want to eat out every day for the rest of their life. And that's possible at this point in time. But when it comes to, you know, creating a family, it's almost impossible for there to be a complete 100% division of responsibilities across the board because men can't have babies and men can't breastfeed. <laughs> so, so there's nothing that we can do at a certain point. It's all biology. So once a woman gets pregnant, there are, phys- there are physical things that she's not going to be able to do mm-hmm. while she's pregnant and then for maybe a, a year after she's pregnant. And that child is going to depend on her and is going to gravitate to her. Like, yes, men can make bottles, and yes, men can change pampers, and they should. But my daughter's a year and a half old now, and naturally there are times when she gra- when she gravitates to her mother more than her father for certain things. And there's nothing that anybody can do about that. Yeah. So, you know, women nowadays, I just think they're just a, they're just a little um, jaded by the mother whole motherhood thing, and they think that <clears throat> having anything to do with taking care of a family is beneath them. And yeah, I think it- that it's really the opposite. I feel like it. I feel like the most important thing you can do, right? And I feel like a lot of times it comes, um, just because of the gender roles and how they've been defined, and how society has placed value on certain roles versus others. And a lot of times, I found, you know, having gone, I went to. I'm a very much a feminist. I am pro woman. I went to an all women's high school as well as all women's college, graduating from Spelman. And what I found when I was there. You know, the greatest thing of the feminist movement is that it gave us the choice. It allowed us to to decide and define our role and how it looked. 
in terms of if we're going to stay at home, if we're going to go to work, if we're going to do some sort of compromise in between. And I feel the greatest thing is that, you know, women have begun to feel, oh, not the greatest thing, I feel the greatest kind of hindrance is that women have lessened the value of what it is to be a housewife because they've had the choice to do other things now. And I know that's like the hardest job ever. Our mother was a housewife. And I got in a really big argument actually with my sociology teacher. She hated my ass <laughs> um, because I said this. You know, that was my, when we were talking about the feminist movement, and I said she was very much setting up the conversation to kind of bash and downplay the role of being a housewife. And I just spoke up and said, you know, I can't agree with you because that would be bashing my mom. And I know that without my mom, me nor my brothers would be the people who we are today. Because she had the biggest job that doesn't get days off, you you don't call in sick, you don't have vacation time, and you're always there, you're always on. And that's to be a mom. Because those first years are crucial. And that helps not only define who you are, how you see yourself, your place in society, and that's something that is priceless. And a lot of women, because there isn't a monetary value assessed to that, don't realize how priceless that job is. And as a result, they've gone into the workforce because it isn't as subjective. You know, it's very much you work this many hours, you get this much pay. But, you know, I think people learn real quick when they understand, when they try to go back to work and the cost of some child care and then some good child care, you're like, okay, I get the value of this. (laughs) Yeah, for sure, because when you're paying... Like, for instance, it almost got to the point where you'll be, you're breaking even by two people working when you could actually make more money by one person not working. Yeah. Because when you're dealing with, if you want to live in a city, child care is $1,500 a month. Okay. That's some people's a lot of rent. $1,000 a month. And that's another mortgage. It's another, it's a whole, it's, it becomes very expensive very, very quickly. And, you know, I think it becomes balance also because just because you're a housewife for a season or a few years. It's not the totality of decade, your story. It's not the totality of in the definition of your life. Right. <clears throat> Children grow up and become self-sufficient. So you can easily dedicate your time and energy to raising a child until they're school age and then go back to work. Or go back about doing whatever hobby you want to do or go live your life because children, you know, you raise them to be self-sufficient. So you don't have to feel like my entire life is going to be wasted cooking and cleaning and raising children when that's not the case. That may be a certain period for five years or ten years. And then you can do whatever you want to do. And that's a great point that you make, that a lot of people, I, I feel like we get so caught up in this moment. And it's good to live in the moment, but understand that this is just a snapshot, that this point that you are in your life is not the totality of your story. And a lot of times people get so caught up in where they are right now that they forget to continue to have a vision of where they desire to go. And that this is just a stepping stone to their ultimate outcome. But, you know, on that note... We're going to take a quick break. Um, We're going to come back, and we've talked about, you know, a few things that men want from their women, but I feel it's only fair that we continue this discussion with what women desire from their men. So stay tuned to Candidly Keisha. We'll be right back.
Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome back to Candidly Keisha. We're continuing our discussion about men, women, the roles, and love. We we previously discussed what men desire from their women in relationships. But I feel like it's only fair that now we talk about what women want. Like, what are some of the things that are important to us uh, in a relationship? So I'll start it off. I feel like women, one of the things that I love that my husband does is that he always makes me feel like the most beautiful woman in the world. And that's priceless. It doesn't matter if I'm walking around the house and my favorite horrible sweats that he still embraces, <laughs> you know, with my head thrown up on my, with my hair thrown up on the top of my head, cooking breakfast, or if I'm dressed to go to a gala, he always makes me feel like I am the most beautiful woman. What do you think, Shardy? I love that. I, I just feel as women, and just me personally, I'm self-sufficient by myself. So for a man, like, I don't need any material things. I need that emotional support. Not that I'm going to put all my emotions and weigh, like, weigh him down, but I just need that motivation sometimes. If I'm just right. going through something, it just feels good to know you have somebody in your corner that's, no, you got this. Right. You can do it every day. Like, but as far as on a day-to-day thing, I just need that positive energy. That's yeah. really all I need. Well, you know, it's funny you say that that's all that you need. I feel like women have gotten to a point where they feel like they can't say that I need you. There's nothing wrong. Like everyone wants to be so self-sufficient, like you said, so independent. But it's okay to need your significant other, to need him emotionally, to need a shoulder to cry on or to lean on or just to know that you have that cheerleader. Or sometimes you just need, baby, hey, I left my wallet. Can I have $10? Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay to do that. Um, and it, it works. It's reciprocal. Like, I feel like just how there are things we may need in a good relationship, there are things they may need too. And one thing that I love and it kind of talks goes to this topic too. Like, is it better? Like, some people are like, I rather my man should love me more than I love him, or whoever's in a relationship is like the other person should love more. But I ask if you're both concentrating on loving the other person completely, mm-hmm. then then I feel like that's the best win situation there is. It because is because you're always going to be receiving the love you desire by giving the love you desire. I feel emotionally. Things should be equal. But when it comes to on a day-to-day things, I feel women are unique because they were made to do everything a man can't do. Exactly. And women sometimes are so busy trying to be self-sufficient and do everything a man can do that I feel women lose their uniqueness about themselves. Their femininity. Yes. So I feel like it should be a balance. Everything that I can't do. I should be able to depend on my significant other to do for me by, mm-hmm. and vice versa. So it can just be that and balance. I think, a lot of, I think a lot of women underestimate a man's uh, need to be needed. It's like an instinctual thing. I hear a lot of women have conversations about, oh, hoes be winning. And they always get this and that. And I think a lot of it is because they, the women that they are perceiving as hoes there, a lot of them don't have a problem making it clear that why they're there and that they need the other person. I can agree with that. Because the, la- because the last thing that a man wants to hear is how he's not needed. Because then we'll be like, because then we should, we'll shut down and you're not going to get the emotional fulfillment from us. 
because we feel like you don't need us. You know what's funny? I think a lot of times <clears throat> women forget that men have emotions too. Because yeah, in society, because in society, you know, the man's supposed to be strong and he's supposed to rah, all this stuff. But men, they want to feel loved too. They want to feel valued just how we do. And I just try to make it a point of, you know, treating people always the way I desire to be treated. And if you always do that, if, you're, if your desire and your goal is always to give all that you would like to receive, then it's only natural that you also get that back. Yeah, and I think also, you know, I've seen a lot of, I see a lot of really intelligent, beautiful women who wind up struggling in relationships for a long time because they act right for the wrong person. Mm. So, so the same chick who will dismiss you in one second will wind up tap dancing for the next dude who doesn't deserve it. And I think, <clears throat> and I think a lot of it has to do with what is perceived um, by women as being a good man. And just because you have money and can buy you things doesn't make you a good man. That's true. At all. That's true. Just because you have access or just because you have status or just because you have a car or a house or just because you are, have been successful in your career as a man does not make you a good man in a relationship. And a lot you of women... You need to write a book. <laughs> JP needs to write a book. <laughs> and a lot of, he needs to do a it lot ASAP. Of women will, take, will, take, will take the dude who is successful in his career that isn't a good man over the dude who is a little bit less or maybe getting to where he wants to go at the moment, but is a great man. So at what point, and there has to be some balance because just you'll sit here and say, I don't need you all day. I don't need money. I don't need you to buy me this, and I don't need you to buy you that. But the first person you gravitate to is the, the person one who, buys, who can buy you that. Right. And one thing I've always said is that when you marry or you date for for money, you earn every penny of it. Mm-hmm. And oh, what, for sure. What no I doubt. Right. What I mean by that is that by you, you are going to be put through it. Like that purse comes with a cost. Those shoes, they got a price tag on them. And it's the emotional price tag. Well, it also depends. I don't know. Because being in the situation, me being married now and having had money, having not had money, having had money again, have being still elevating in my career, Mm -hmm. like, it also depends on perspective too. Where I'm, I don't. I'm not where I want to be yet. But there's so there are some women who look at my, where I'm at in my career and be like, that guy is at the top of his career. And there's some women who will look at my career and be like, oh, I have access to these guys who are way above him. So it just yeah. depends on the perspective of the person you know that you're dealing with. But I think a lot of a lot of the issues that I have seen when it comes to women is it is a is just really they're kind of hypocritical in what they say they want versus what they really want. True. And what and a lot of times people don't realize you're saying what you want by what you're allowing. You know, you can't yeah. say, oh, a man's not gonna do da 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 da, but you allow that. I'm a firm believer that you treat people you teach people how to treat you. And the way you do that, first and foremost, is how you treat yourself. And second is by what you allow. Because you can't say that, you know, these are my standards, but yet you consistently allow someone to 
to come in below those. And it's not about money. It's not about any of those things. You know, ultimately it comes, I feel the most precious and most valuable things. It is the love. It is the relationship. It is the time spent. It is the building. Um, I was actually watching, of course, we can talk about the Grammys real quick because Kendrick Lamar killed it. Mm -hmm. Hands down. Killed it. And I was, you know, because sometimes when I get bored, I'll just like, I'm not big on social media, but I do like to be a like, what do you call it? A voyeur where I'll like scroll through the popular page or like lurk on, look and see what's going on in the world. And I looked and Kendrick Lamar, his fiance, um, I can't remember her name at the moment, but she, people had started, it made me start to look into, oh, okay, who is she? But she was the girl who he's been with, I guess, since day one. Like, they've been together. And to me, that's so special. And that's something to to be applauded mm-hmm. because it's about that person who sticks with you. You know, whether you have money, whether you don't have money right now, whether, you know, you're building, who is that kind of grounding central force for you? Because life is cyclical. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, some days, some moments, you may be at the top perceived, like you said, JP. And then other moments, you may not be. But I find the people are successful are the ones who sustain not only through the peaks, but for the, through the valleys. Because it's very much like a roller coaster. You kind of, on your way to wherever your destination is, you know, all of those moments, those valleys are the moments for you to learn and for you to grow. Because no no real growth happens in your comfort zone. Yeah, you're not really going to. And other thing a lot of few women that I've had a conversation with don't realize is that men have a distinct timeline in their mind. They remember clearly how people interacted with them before they had money and after they had money. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I always say. I look to how do you treat the person who can do nothing for you? It's not always how you treat me because I get, you know, having been in the public eye and what have you, how do you treat the person who in no way is going to help you elevate or, you know, that's to me the true character of a person. Mm. How do you talk to my assistant? How do you talk to the person who's emptying the trash over there, to the waiter, or to the person who you perceive to be, you know, quote unquote, below you? But to me, all people, all human beings are worthy of being treated equally in love because their their job title doesn't denote their value as a human being. Yeah. But when it comes to dating specifically and, you know, the the way it seems how you know, women gravitate to men who are at a certain point in their career. I think that's a that's a, that's a scenario that usually doesn't work out very well for a lot of women, because a lot of a lot of guys distinctly remember the girl that they wanted to be with and couldn't, mm-hmm. or the girl that they chased and didn't play, and and the girl and the guy that they wound up with, and then now that they have the money, they understand that this particular girl probably James P., I think we lost you. Oh, no. You're in the middle of a thought. Okay, well, we're going to take a... a... Hello? Yeah, there you are. I'm going to take a quick break and try to call you back. I guess you hit the mute button on us by accident. I didn't hit anything, but anyway, (laughs) you probably missed everything I said. Yeah, we we left off. I'm trying to remember where we left off because we were so... You you said you... You think you were talking about the woman, like, or for instance... Once you get the money and then you're looking back at 
the woman who you would have liked to have had, and now you understand something. Yes. Oh, yes. I was saying, I think that um, a lot of women don't realize that guys are smart enough to know that if they did, guys buy a car to get a woman. They buy everything we do. They buy the shoes Absolutely. they have on. They buy, it's an exchange. <laughs> yeah, they buy, we, we, everything we are driven. So once we get to a certain level of success, we understand that it unlocks a different caliber of woman that we now can, that we now can date. And we know that if we did not have these things, that we would not have the opportunity. Whether the woman winds up falling in love with you genuinely or not, it's neither here nor there. The point is, they wouldn't give you the time of day. Right. So we were, and that's why I think a lot of guys don't take relationships seriously once they once they get to a certain level, because they in their mind, whether it's true or not, they perceive the women that they interact with now as only being there because they have certain things. Because they remember before they had these things, they were the same person on the inside, but Absolutely. they didn't get the same attention from the outside. And that's why I always say I always people I always put people on a playground as a child, because whoever you were on that playground as a child is who you are as an adult, just in a different body. So, like, for instance, if you were the chubby kid who got picked last for kickball, you're still seeing life on some some levels, you know, even if you become the workout enthusiast who's uber athletic, you on some level still view yourself and your exchange with people comes through the eyes of who you were as that child on that playground. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and oh, Kendrick Lamar's his fiance's name is Whitney. So I was really, really, I was like, oh, I love it. That is, that's awesome to me that, you know, because also, lest the truth be told, a lot of times, these guys will have a great girl and then as they begin to ascend, you know, in their career, they get blinded by shiny. They get, they get, they get blinded by shiny things. And then they wonder, they're like, Oh my God, why did she divorce me and take my half my money? But you're like, you got distracted by shiny things. You had the real thing who was down for you. But then as you began, you abandoned that. Yeah. It goes both ways. So some, and it just depends on what side of the fence you want. Some guys go left and some guys go right. The guys who go left are the guys who are kind of just like, I know why these girls are here. Let me just play all of them. And the guy who goes right is the guy that's like, may have had a good thing previously, but it's like, now I have access to things that I didn't have access to before, so let me go see. Got it. Okay. Question. So So what, so what, next question, what, what place or how, what percentage of love does physical appearance play? Depends on your gender. <laughs> women, listen, women have the ability, because women are attracted to different things than men are attracted to. Women are attracted to, you know, strength. They're attracted to, power. you know, power. Not necessarily, I wouldn't say power all the time. But they're attracted to certain things about men that aren't necessarily physical attributes all the time. Men are somewhat on the opposite scale. So the first thing that we're going to see is if we're physically attracted to it. Now, the definition of physically attracted is different for every man. There are some guys who like certain things, some guys who like a little booty, small booties, tall, short. That, <laughs> so basically, it doesn't matter. So basically it's about, it's about whatever you're attracted to. So yeah. in... <laughs> 
So wait, what is that percentage? What would you say that percentage is still? I would say that the major, the vast majority of men are attracted to the physical first, and the vast majority of women are attracted to the intangibles and the emotional first. Okay. I, can, so, I don't disagree. So have y'all ever played the game? So like when someone's like, would you still love me? We already did. If- we already did the chart. No, we, we did the chart. We did the chart. chart. Oh, yeah. We have to revamp that whole the hot, crazy matrix. That oh, was Jesus. hilarious. I need that guy, whatever his name is. I need him to do another YouTube mm. video because that is hilarious. But so what like, happens? How often, how often do you see a really handsome guy with a really, 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 really unattractive rich woman? Let me think about that. Right. How often do you see a really unattractive guy with a really, 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 with a lot of money with a really, really, really attractive girl? Yeah, pretty often. So that goes to show you exactly how this works. Oh, Lord. But anyway. So wait, I'm going to have to interject real quick. So just for the people to know, so I'm 21 and half the reason why I would say I don't really click with people my age is because of the individuals or well, the individual on the phone and the individuals in this room. So when they give me 10 plus years <clears throat> of difference in knowledge and you kind of that's how I operate. It's kind of hard to to click with people that haven't had the same talks that we're having now. Got it. Mm. No, for real. It is. No, 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 I yeah, no, I got it. I that feel you. It's, it's, and people be trying to figure out why like I'm crazy or I be tripping. Um, when it comes to like different like relationships and trying it out now and doing different things like that. And it's really because of the talks that we had. And this is only a fraction of the conversations that we've had in general over relationships, about money, priorities, mindsets, whatever it is. Yeah, Juwan was just asking me earlier about, so do you want to pose your question? Mm, actually, I'll pose it, but actually how about, no, we're not going to say names though. <laughs> <laughs> we won't say names. But long story short, JP, I'm going to ask you. So, you, like, as you know, um, I have a close circle of friends. It is one of those friends. Um, and he, you know, talks to an older uh, woman. He's going to know who you're talking about. All right, anybody else don't know, hold that down. Uh-huh. Okay. So he talks to an older woman, whatever, and they're not dating. They're kind of like on the bridge because they're in two separate areas of life. Basically, so, wait, she's 26. No, 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 no. Keesh, come on you now. You got to tell. That's, Relax. A mean, that's a detail no, that's important. You, yeah, wait. We going to get there. Let me get there. Oh, my goodness. We don't have that much time, All right, so, so we need to. So check to... this out. So long story short, they're in two separate areas of life. Jewel. Ooh, you ah, said it. Dang it. Ah, All right, we're going to switch the subject. Gotcha. All right. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> about the weather, you know, isn't it supposed to warm All right, up? Well, Spring you, break you coming up. All right, you be quiet, because clearly you can't handle this. Jewel, okay, we're just, it's out there. Jewel, we sorry. Jawan done told your business. We weren't going to no, tell your name. Not. Long story short, he's dating an older woman. He's 21. She's 26. And the first thing I said, I said they're in two very separate places. And we were talking about this earlier. And it's funny because you don't know what you did not know until you know it, if that makes yeah. sense. The investment so, aspect of it. So, so at 21, you feel like you really know this. Like you feel like you have, like you know it. But it's not until you get to be 25, 26, when you have a whole different life experience, you know, five plus more years of life experience that you can look back and hindsight being 2020 and being like, oh, my God, I was dumb as hell. 
or I didn't know half of what I thought I knew. So he was asking about Jewel and this girlfriend and how that will pan out in terms of priorities, in terms of investment, and them being, being in different places in their lives. And my first question is, what the hell's wrong with her at 26 dating a 21-year-old? But that's just my personal well, question. And I get different strokes for different folks. I get it. But that, to me, denotes that they're just in so different worlds, and it's going to depend on if she's very young, like in a maturity standpoint in terms of where she is in her life and what she wants. It may work, but he he's still in college. He can't give, like, help me understand. I mean, I think that it's hard for a woman to – to date, what if you're under thirty? Let's just say that, right? And that's the old. other thing I said that because, as you get older, the age gap date, closes. Yeah, it's harder for a woman to date a guy who's significantly younger than them when both people are under thirty, because of the lack of accomplishment and knowledge that both of them have. So once you get past thirty and thirty-five and forty, <clears throat> pretty much everybody has experienced. A lot of things that are, right. or understand a lot of things a certain way. But the difference between a 21 year old male and a 29 year old male is light years. Yes. And, and women want to feel a certain amount of respect, like the person that they're with can lead them in certain aspects. And it's hard for a 21 year old to lead a 26 year old female. I'm not saying it's impossible. Right. But it is. But at a certain point, that woman who's 26 is going to be looking for her man to be able to meet her somewhere. Because in, in a, a couple of years, she's going to be 30, and he's uh, barely going to be 25. He'll be, you know what I mean? So, and those are it's just two separate worlds. And so, I mean, it can it can work for Jewel. It just depends on where what Jewel is trying, where he's trying to go, and what he's trying to do, and and in what time frame. Right. If it's if Jewel, you know, wants to be serious and Jewel wants to advance his career and if Jewel wants to get his stuff together, then it poss- very possibly could work out. But if Jewel just wants to, to get play drunk in these and sleep in the... Yeah, if Jewel wants to get drunk and wake up in his car... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to send this link to him. He's about to be... Uh, Laughing away, then you may have a little problem. Then it's going to be. Then it might be difficult because, you know, she's twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight in the next two, three years, and she's going to be looking to do different things with her significant other that does necessarily doesn't necessarily involve. The things that you do when you're 22, 23, and 24. And there's nothing wrong with it's doing the things. It's interesting to hear the perspectives from JP, though, and Keish. Very interesting. My thing huh? is this, but the thing is there's nothing wrong with everything he is doing at 21. But nothing. it's just not where she's done those things. She's been there. So it's that's a timing the, thing, man. It's a timing thing. Timing and, is really important, man. Timing is the most important thing almost in a relationship because you got to look. I realize that you may not be ready. A lot of women try to make guys ready for something before they're ready for it. That's the worst thing that's, you can do. Let me tell you. Let that's me why, tell you. That's why you see. That's why you see a lot of times how a guy how a guy can go from having ten girls and then in one year Get can married. go to ha- getting married. Getting married. And then the and then the other ten girls be like, "Yo, 
what happened? Why did he must have been playing us? Nah, he just it wasn't. You can literally wake up one day and be like, I want something different, and then you go find something, and then you go and you're ready for that, and is it, and you find somebody who's in the same place at the same time. Such timing. It's such <clears throat> timing. And everyone's timing is so different. And the one thing I learned as a woman is that no matter how much you love or you care about someone like a significant other or a man in a relationship, if they aren't in that same place, it doesn't matter. There's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can There's- do about it. One thing that a woman has no control over is when, like, in terms of, like, marriage and starting family, it's when the man is at the place where he's like, I'm ready. And there's nothing yeah, you, you can do to hurry that process along. There is no, you have two nothing options. a woman could say. You can, you wait. can cook as much dinner as you want to. You could put you it can, on them as crazy as you the flip backflips on it. Yes. Okay, you can do Pause. You can do any, <laughs> any and everything that you think that you can do. It, it's never going to matter until that man makes up his mind and says that this is where he wants to be and this is what he wants to do. It's nothing you, at that point, there's nothing you can do except for wait. So if you're but willing to wait. If you're willing to wait, thing. yeah. But then that's when you have to make the decision. That's the investment Do part. I desire to wait or is it time yeah. for me to move on? And I feel a lot of people get to that crossroads and it's deciding what's best for them in that moment and realizing you have to trust your gut. Like some things, it doesn't matter how many people you talk to, da 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 da. You know when it's done. You know when it's over. You know when you've done everything you can in this particular relationship, and it's time to move on. And it's okay. It's okay because sometimes, like, you ever seen that like little picture where it's like Jesus or God standing there, and he's like, "Give me your teddy bear," and you don't know behind them that there's an even bigger and better teddy bear that he's gonna give you. But sometimes you have to step out on the knowing that this is all. It all is well. And if this isn't for me, it's okay. There is something better for me. I feel like a lot of people get stuck in the rut of their comfort zone and are like, well, they're afraid to see what else is out there because they at least know what they have now. And sometimes people settle. And I'm a firm believer you can't settle. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to keep I mean, going. I don't know. To me, from a man, listen, settling part, the, it's called settling down, Okay. <laughs> it's not. It's not called. Thank you, it's not called. Let me continue to find the best thing I can find. But no, 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 no. But just listen to what I'm saying. They're, they're, I'm not saying that it's like saying, it. yeah. "Oh, the grass is always greener on the other side." Because you know, I always say, "You don't know what the hell their water bill is." So you may not yeah. be willing to pay that bill. And I get that. I'm not saying it's the continuous search for something better. But if you know that this person is saying, "I do not desire this. We don't desire the same thing. This is not what I want for my life." You have no choice but to believe them. You're not going to convince them of otherwise. So your choice is to sit there and wait for them to decide or to move on to find someone who's like and kind and matches what you desire for your life. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Sorry, Jewel. (laughs) Jewel, we sorry for this. But on that note, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. No, I really apologize to the girl that Jewel's dating. Damn. But technically you're not dating and she's still good. But you know what? I I don't want to apologize to her. I hope she's listening and as a result has gathered some insight because it's not a bash or a downer to her. It's more or less saying, okay, this is our life experience. This is what we found having lived a few more years than you. So hopefully she can learn something from it. And it's not, you know, bashing her or Jewel in any way, shape or form. But we're going to wrap up this candidly, Keisha. I see we're going to need a part two to this sucker. We, um, I'm going to post this. When we post this tomorrow, on Friday, um, 
I'm going to, we're going to maybe do a hashtag. And for part two, we'll come back and answer questions specifically from you guys. So I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. We'll be back next Friday. This is Candidly Keisha, and thank you for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.